Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Daniel. My wife, Megan, and I are the location pastors here at Destiny Church, Nuremberg Region. We know that today's message will bless and encourage you because the Bible tells us that the Word of God is alive and active. If you want to connect in with us, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media, or visit our website at destinychurch.de. Let's get into the Word. We started a series last week called Run to the Roar. Somebody say, Run to the Roar. Listen, I need, I need some people in here who have, um, you know, just conquered daylight savings time and have acted like they've got three or four cups of coffee running through their veins already. I need you to say it like that. Say, Run to the Roar. Amen. Wow. That's good. That's good. We talked last week about when a lion crosses your path because the Bible says that the enemy is like a lion prowling around looking to devour. But what we learned last week is that he just, all, all he knows how to do is roar. The roar is the lies that the enemy would like to tell you. The roar is the situation that arises in your life that seems like it can't be conquered. It's the Goliath. It's the mountain. It's the situation. It's the, it's the, the, the problem. In the, it's the Benaiah running into the pit with a lion on a snowy day. It's that troublesome scenario in your life. It's the problems at work. It's the financial issues. It's the marriage problems that arise. It's the uh, purpose problems and the what am I going to do with my life problems. What am I going to do when a lion crosses your path? And we talked about um, St. Boniface last week, who was a saint in Germany. And he actually, his quote is what informed really the title of the series, where he says, where, first of all, he goes and chops down this pagan tree that was devoted to the gods and devoted to Thor specifically. And everyone worshiped this tree. And in defiance of Thor, he goes and chops down the tree. Everybody's amazed because he doesn't get struck by lightning. He's not killed. And then not only that, he takes the wood from the tree and builds a temple to worship God in. And so this was St. Boniface in the 8th century. And he had a quote that in the quote he says, we must, we must run to the roar, run to the roar of battle, not, not falling back or not staying in our comfort zone, but when a situation arises, when a lion crosses our path, you have to run to the roar. And just another caveat, this is, as I said last week, this is not a strategy how to face a real lion, okay? I don't really know what to do when I face a real lion. We'll ask the South Africans in here. When a lion really crosses your path, I don't think you should run at it. Maybe, that, maybe you do. I don't know. And then that would just, uh, that would just build upon the sermon. But uh, don't run after any lions when you're on a safari this week, okay? Um, run to the roar. But we can't shrink back. We have to face what is in front of us. When, whenever you read scripture, you see, you see godly men and women really normal men and women that God's hand was upon stepping up to the task, stepping up to the challenge, running to the roar. Even when everything was against them, they continued to push forward. And every single one of us, have, we have a purpose, a God-ordained purpose, and the enemy wants to step in our path, and he wants to tell you lies about who you are, and he wants, to, he wants to tell you lies about how difficult the purpose is going to be, and how difficult it's going to be to accomplish that, and how unworthy you are, but we have to run to the roar. 
I want to read to you today 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. I'm going to start in verse 3. It says this, and then I'll introduce what we're going to talk about today. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. We already talked last week how the enemy is in the world. He's prowling around like a roaring lion. Verse 4. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them. Come on, is that good news? Even though there's an enemy in the world, even though there's obstacles, even though there is some pressure against you, you have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Amen? Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Let me say it again. Because the one who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You may have an enemy that's trying to kill you. You may have an obstacle coming your way. But you have one who is in you who is greater than he that is in the world. You might have pressure on the outside trying to crush you, trying to break you. But there's a pressure on the inside of you. His name is Jesus and he is the lion of the tribe of judah and he is greater than the one who is in the world and we just talked about coffee today's the day to talk about coffee but any coffee lovers in here i just need to know who my my people are to invite you to a coffee shop and and just drink a pour over and have a an americano anybody in here um i i can't see your hands online but i know you're drinking coffee right now um you're you're, you're watching online you stayed home so you could drink your coffee from your coffee machine and have it just perfect and right so all the coffee lovers really are online but anybody drink their coffee black i had to learn how to drink my coffee black because i drank so much coffee at the church i was from we had these big canisters of coffee and during the week we could only make a big canister we couldn't make them in small batches so we make big canisters of coffee so our staff of like five people had a like five gallons of coffee we had to conquer every day so whenever i just needed to stretch my legs out of my office i'm just going to get the coffee but every now and then i would treat myself to a starbucks but I didn't do all the fancy drinks. I just got an Americano, you know, just some espresso with hot water, just drank it black. That was me because I, I got used to that because I didn't want all the sugar and all the milk because I was drinking so much coffee. And I was getting kidney stones and all that, blah, 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 you know, whatever. Like, Dan, don't stop drinking coffee. No, I can't. It's, I'm addicted. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Uh, and, and so I, the problem, though, our church building and office building happened to be like a three-minute walk to the closest Starbucks. This Starbucks, friends, had a drive-through in it, but every day I would stretch my legs. This is the point, you know, it was ex exercise. Stretch my legs and I would walk to Starbucks. And I remember one of the days I walked to Starbucks, I'm getting there, hey, can I have an uh, Americano, grande Americano, please? I almost said bitter, you know. When I go visit the U.S., I don't know what to do anymore, just ordering stuff. Can I have a grande Americano, please? And, you know, they're like, oh, my pleasure, you know? And I'm like, yes, thank you. Yes, it is. And it's my pleasure to drink the Americano that you're about to give me. And I'm going to sit here and enjoy um, at the Starbucks in the mall, three minutes walk from where I'm at. Dangerous. Very dangerous. I remember one day I walk up to the counter and there's these one, one of these little promo cards sitting up at the counter of Starbucks. And it was this promotion to drink coffee. 
And it, was, it, it just identified so well with drinking coffee in the morning because any of you are the people like, don't talk to me until I have a cup, you know? And so uh, what, what I've been doing in the mornings is I'll go, I'll try to wake up, try to wake up before the kids do. And it's like a ticking time bomb when the kids wake up because it's like, I'm hungry, feed me. And so I'm like, I need to wake up. I need to have time with the Lord and with coffee, amen? And so I'll get like a couple sips into coffee and usually it's my daughter who comes out, I'm hungry. And I told her, you, you watch the clock. You know what the number seven looks like? When it's seven, then I'll feed you. You can lay right here and snuggle daddy but I am not getting up. I'm going to drink my coffee. Anyways, I walk into Starbucks, and I see this sign, and it says this. And this sign is the title of my sermon today. Turn your yawn into a roar. Turn your yawn into a roar. And I know it was drinking of, uh, about drinking coffee, but I believe it's, it was a prophetic statement, at least for me, and I'm making it one today, that we need to turn our yawn into a roar because the, he who is greater is inside of me. He who is greater is, is inside of me than he who is inside of the, uh, the world. I've got a roar, come on, inside of me that is greater than the lies of the enemy. I've got a roar inside of me that it is greater than my, than my obstacles and then my situation and my trials. I may face some stuff in life, but I've got somebody who's the lion of the tribe of Judah inside of me, and his roar is louder than the enemy's roar. Amen? Turn your yawn into a roar. Listen, I know the roar of the enemy can be loud sometimes. Oh, you can't do it. You're going to fail if you attempt that. You're not good enough. You're never going to be good enough. If you try to do that, you'll never amount to anything. Oh, what about this one? Hey, remember what you did then? Remember? You're not qualified anymore. You're not qualified anymore. Your marriage problems disqualify you. I can't believe you just got in that argument before church. What are you even doing in church right now? What are you even doing watching online? You got so many problems. The roar of the enemy can seem loud sometimes, but I want to encourage you today that it is only a toothless roar. I want to encourage you today that the enemy may seem loud sometimes, but he is toothless. He's all talk and no bite. He's all bark and no bite. He's all roar and no repercussions. I'm telling you that the enemy is toothless. You could just look at the story of Daniel in the lion's den who lived with some lions for a night who were hungry. But, the, but God, the one who is greater, shut the mouths of the lions. And Daniel's in there petting kittens. Because I've got a roar on the inside of me that will cancel the roar around me. If you, if you will amplify the roar inside of you, the lion of the tribe of Judah, you can silence the roar around you. If you will tap into what is inside of you, you will be able to silence the roar around you. God wants you to know today that you have access to a roar greater than the sound of battle, than the sound of depression, than the sound of anxiety, than the sound of fear around you. 
My, my whole goal today in this moment is to get us to understand who we are and what you carry. Because if we realize who we are and what we carry, nothing can stop us. We have to recognize who is inside of us. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. I love what Romans 8.11 says this. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead. Oh, no, no, no. Let me read it differently. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Do you get it, church? The spirit of God, the same one who took Jesus, crucified on the cross, 39 lashes on his back, crown of thorns, death of asphyxiation upon the cross, couldn't breathe any longer. There has never been anybody so dead. Yet somebody so alive. Three days later, resurrected from the dead, the Spirit of God. If it's that Spirit who lives in you, how much more, how much more can you do in the earth? How much more can we, do we have inside of us? You have that same power and same Spirit locked up inside of you. That's good news. But so often we act like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm never going to amount to it. And you know what? The good news of the gospel is the fact, yeah, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. But because of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, the sacrifice, he's given me somebody to live inside of me who cancels all my weaknesses, who cancels out all my shame, who cancels out my past mistakes and says, you got to roar inside of you. You have to understand that the roar must come from your core. Woo. It's good for a preacher when it rhymes. You know, when you, when you go to the gym, which I don't clearly that much, so they say that if you don't strengthen your core, that if strengthening your core is one of the most important parts of working out. Because it, everything kind of comes from this place. When you work out, you need to use your core. I think the same thing is true in our spiritual walk. We have inside of our core, you have to realize greater is he who is in you. Listen, the enemy is afraid of somebody who knows who they are. When you wake up in the morning and you're somebody who knows Oh man, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I've got the spirit of the living God in me. I am the head, not the tail. I am above, not beneath. I'm moving forward in my purpose and my calling. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Come at me, devil. I, when somebody wakes up with that mentality, the devil's afraid. But he's not afraid of a Christian who, who, who is powerless, who doesn't know who they are. The devil would love to keep you that way. Lost in identity. Lost without knowing you're a son and daughter of the living God. I want to wake up in the morning and scare the devil. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they walked into the fire, they said, hey, listen, my God is able to save. They knew. They knew from their core. 
They knew who they served. They knew who was inside of them. David, when he was facing Goliath, the only reason he decided to go take on Goliath was because Goliath, the big ugly giant, was talking about his God. Oh, no, you don't talk about my God that way. How dare you defile uh, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Come at me, bro. You're not just offending me. You're offending my core. You're offending the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Come at me. I know who I am. You may on the outside look and feel smaller than the obstacle in front of you, but can I tell you what's inside of you? David knew it. What's inside of you is bigger than what's outside of you. You know that, you know that scene in The Lion King? I don't know if it's in the, in the animation version or the new one. I can't remember. I get the two mixed up now. But you know that scene when Simba's like trying to roar, and then he gets in trouble, and then all of a sudden Mufasa's behind, roar, you know? And like sometimes we feel like our roar is insignificant, but I got a father in heaven who's got a roar louder than anything I could ever produce in my own strength. And if I could just tap into my father, his roar will come through. The roar must come from your core. But, but I think we need to realize that the roar isn't discovered on the battlefield. The roar isn't discovered when you're in the battle. The roar actually must be discovered before you ever enter into a fight. The roar must be discovered before you ever enter into a trial. Because what happens is, is when we get into a trial, we go into this, we go into the mode of I don't know what to do and we get lost and we always just default to our comfort zone. That's why we must develop inside of us the roar. Don't wait until you're going through something to tap into what's inside of you. Don't wait for your don't wait until you're in that battle. It comes from that developing that intimacy and that relationship with God. You see, again, David, before he ever fought Goliath, he fought a bear and lion. He killed bears and lions. Step one. Actually, that was step two because step one, he was developing something internal when he was in the field all alone with his sheep and a liar. I feel like they were a little bit like a banjo. Come on, that touches my soul. Essentially, he was in the field with his guitar, probably amped up, and he was worshiping the Lord. You see, he was, he was developing something before he ever needed it. Don't wait until you're going through something to start crying out to God. Don't wait to get into, a, into your prayer time in your prayer closet when all of a sudden I'm going through something. That has to become developed before. The, the roar must be developed before. It's another one that rhymes, amen? The roar has to be developed before you ever get into the trial. Daniel, before he ever entered into the lion's den, the Bible says he he was praying three times a day. That was his default. When they said, hey, listen, we're going to throw you in a lion's den if if you keep praying. You know what he did? Well, he kept praying. That's why he was in the lion's den. Because that was his default. That's what he did before. 
He just prayed as he did before. You have to develop the roar inside of you before. You have to tap into the well inside of your heart. Listen, don't wait until tragedy strikes to begin to sing, it is well with my soul. Start singing it when you go home. Start, start developing that style, that lifestyle of worship, whatever is unique to you. You won't, you won't have a roar come out of your mouth, come out of your life when you, when you go through a trial or when the enemy's lying to you if all you've been doing is developing your yawn in the background. busy, you know, and busy, and I just need to, I know I need to be in the Word. I know I need to be praying. I, I know I need to, I know I need to talk to God more. I just don't really know what to say. I get it. I, listen, I understand. And yeah, I, I, I know, and then all of a sudden, you start going through a trial, or there's turbulence on the plane. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, God! Oh, God! Deliver me from this trial! We need you, God! And you hit your knees. Oh, Father God, I need you. You split the Red Sea. Surely you can deal with my finances, Lord. Surely you can tell my spouse that I'm right, God. Hallelujah. Amen. In Jesus' name. Don't wait until you go through it to develop the roar inside of you. You have, to, you have to understand that the roar is a defensive strategy. Not, it's, not a, it's not a defensive strategy. It's an offensive strategy. It's an offensive weapon, in fact. The Bible continuously talks about how our words are powerful. It was David's sling and stone. It was, a, it was Elisha on the Mount of Carmel against the prophets of Baal calling down fire. It was Benaiah running into a pit after a lion on a snowy day. That's the roar inside of you that rises up in you, even though you're afraid because fear's still there, even though I'm still afraid, even though I don't feel like it, there's something that rises up in you that says, I must go, I must chase the lion into the pit, I must sling my stone at the giant in front of me, I can walk through the fire. I, I, there, there, there's, there's people speaking against God. I must speak up. There's something that rises up in you that says, I can't take it anymore like it did in Acts 4.20. It, in verse 18, it says, then they called them in again, talking about the disciples, and commanded them, do not speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Listen, just stop. It's making too much of a disruption. You can't do this anymore. And I think some of us would say, okay, I get it. It's the culture we live in. It's, the cult it's just the culture we live in. I'll just deal with my relationship with God. But Peter and John replied, which is right in God's eyes to listen to you or to him? Oh, they're bad to the bone. See, the roar was rising up in them. You be the judges. Watch. As for us, we can't help but speak about what we have seen and heard. We can't help it. 
You can't help it when it's inside of you, when it's a fire shut up in my bones, when there's something, when the roar, you've been developing it in the background before you're ever in the battle, and you begin to, you begin to see something, you begin to come up against something, and it begins to rise up in you, and you say, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I said that, but it's because something just comes out of you. You want to know why? Because it's not your roar. It's the roar inside of you. You have to release the roar. You got to be able to allow God to release it out of you. You've got to be a willing vessel. You're just a vessel for the king of kings inside of you. You're just carrying the spirit of the living God inside of you. Listen, I'm sorry. I got bad news today. You're not special. You got somebody special in you. And because he's in you and because he designed you uniquely, fearfully, and wonderfully made, that makes you special. Not because of your achievements, not because of your good looks, and all, y'all, all of y'all are good looking today, I'm telling you, but I'm just saying, that doesn't make me special, it's who has marked me and who's inside of me. You got to release the roar, and your roar just might release others. Paul and Silas in prison started this thing, it is well with my soul, it is well I'm not on the team, Marcus, I know. I'm still auditioning. Oh, and the Bible says that the gates and the chains begin, not just off their feet, but all the other prisoners' feet, because they decided to sing, because they tapped into a well that was deep inside of them. They tapped into a well, a roar that was deep inside of them, locked in. It was the, it was the moment Jesus said to Lazarus, hey, roll away that stone. Lazarus is in the tomb dead, and he speaks to the dead guy, hey! The Bible says in a loud voice. That's why I preach loud. I'm just doing what Scripture told me. I just get excited. Hey, Lazarus, come out. And all of a sudden, thriller. Take off his grave clothes. The roar inside of you can release other people around you. You could get up in the prayer closet and start praying for your unsaved family member. You could get up in the prayer time. You could get in worship and start believing for the school that you're in. You could get in prayer time and start believing for the office and the desk next to you. And your roar can release the people around you. Come on. I believe our roar can release nations from bondage. I believe our roar inside of us can release people from uh, depression and anxiety. We've got to have a roar inside of us. Team, you can come. I need to, it's going to make me a lot faster at the end here. Listen, there was a time, there was a time in ministry, this, I mean, you've just been through seasons in your life, you know, and there was, a, there was this one season where it felt like things just began to stack on top of each other. I was a youth pastor at the time, and um, I remember there was, one, there was one in particular person that I was counseling and dealing with, and uh, without going into too much detail, they just made life really difficult for me. And this was the, the one moment, or the only moment up until that point, where my compassionate heart as a pastor was like I really want to help this person and I I just can't be I can't I can't I can't say it how it is honestly because I just felt like I don't want to hurt this person I don't want to injure this person I don't want to you know I was counseling and it just got a very unhealthy and Megan can tell you I, I remember I remember 
one Wednesday night, which is when we had youth, and I was meant to go preach that night, everything kind of came to a head, and I had to really deal with this, and I just felt so like, man, I must be a bad pastor, but the roar came, right, if, if you would have been a good pastor, like, you, and on the inside, I'm thinking, oh, man, I can't, I, I just can't emotionally deal with this anymore, it was an emotional time, and everything inside of me wanted to just say, hey, can we just get somebody else to preach tonight? Everything's coming. I was literally on, on our couch at home, like curled up in a ball with tears. Megan can tell you. She hadn't seen me that way many times. And I'm curled up in a ball because I just felt so, I don't know what to do. I, 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 I don't have any answers, and I feel like I failed, and the roar is around me. And then around that same time, well, first, to finish that story I felt something once the enemy would love for you to take that night off but you, you have to realize that all this came to a head because what's locked up inside of you needs to be released and so that thing rose up inside of me and I went and preached and I went and delivered what was inside of me as hard as it was because I was dealing with other emotional things shortly after that during this kind of same time frame our oldest son only son at the time had been, had been born, and we got back, and Megan, uh, Megan was changing Ezra's diaper, and saw that there was blood in his stool, and so took him to the doctors, and they said, oh man, it's just a milk protein allergy, he had this milk protein allergy, blah, 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 um, I think he's going to be okay, Megan felt a check in her spirit, no, 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 I need you to look again, I need you to draw blood or something, they drew blood, saw that he had low platelets, he's only a few months old at this time, low platelets, Megan calls me, she's at the doctor's office and says they're taking us to the hospital right now, the women's and children's hospital, and for three weeks our son, the doctors didn't know what was going on, why he had low platelets, why he was this way, he had IVs in his head, IVs in his arm, and they had to like brick his arm like this to keep like this, and here our little son is in a very firstborn, we don't know what to do, we feel like terrible parents, Megan stayed, we stayed in that hospital room with him for three weeks, uh, not knowing what was going on, come to find out he had a virus called CMV, uh, everything worked out for the good, nothing, they, they said he could have been deaf, he could have been blind, he could, all this could have affected him, um, but it didn't because we had some people praying, but I remember sitting in that hospital room and I was scheduled, which I was only scheduled like once a year to go preach on a Sunday morning to all the adults, you know, I was like preach to the kids all the time, like preach to the adults, and it, it was one of those moments again where I felt like, okay, I just, I, I want to, again, curl up in a ball here in this hospital room, and I want to be with my son. What if something happens while I'm gone, right? The lies start coming in. You're a terrible dad if you leave. You're a terrible dad if you go to church this morning. You're a, you, you, I, why would you, why would you do that? And the lies start coming in. Yeah, he's, he's got this, he's got that. He may not survive. It's your only son, and we had just gone through a miscarriage before that. And so all these lies started coming in, and, and again, can I tell you, church, something rose up in me, and, and, and this roar came out of me, said, no, 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 oh, I'm going to kick the devil in the face today. He doesn't want me to go to church. I'm going to bust down the door, and I'm going to preach my heart out. I'm going to give everything inside of me that's locked up inside of me, I'm going to give it today, because the devil will not have my son. The devil will not have my family, and he for sure will not have our purpose and our future because he's decided to lie, because because he's decided to try to cross our path. There is a roar inside of me. Greater is he who is inside.
inside of me than he who is inside of the world. I'm telling you, in that season, in that season, we used to sing the song over Ezra, God is a lion, a lion of Judah. This was the song we we play in the hospital. He's roaring with power. He's fighting. God is fighting your battles. You've got to realize that even though you're trying to fight so much, it's him who fights my battles. It's him who goes before me. It's him who goes beside me and with me. It's him who is behind me covering my path. He is in me, and he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. You've got to dig down in the well and discover the roar. You've got to begin to dig deep and say, oh, God. You're locked up inside of me. I want to let you out. I'm going to let the roar out. It is well with my soul. I start singing. I know the worship team loves to joke with me all the time. Because to tell on myself, I said, oh, we're only, I only want us to sing songs this new, you know. And the worship team likes to mess with me. They say, I think it was five years, five years, you know. And now all the time before, if you guys just show up early to church, uh, you'll, you'll come sometimes and find that we love to sing some old songs. You know what I'm saying? Christine and I, and what she'll be playing. And I can't sing, so it's only my, my only opportunity to do it that in the shower because Peggy won't even let me do it in the house. And, and when I put the kids to bed, I'll be like singing. I'll close the And I'll, I'll be singing, I'll be singing, I love you, Lord, I love you, God. And I'll just be singing out because what I'm doing is I'm not just singing because I like the sound that I know that th I'm going to face some things in the future. I might even be facing things right now. I might have even just glanced at my, my bank account or I might even have got a text that says, hey, we've got this issue and I really want to address it and I really want to fight it. But I'm just singing, Lord, I worship you. I worship you, Lord. I magnify your name, and I'm just tapping into a well. Stand to your feet with me today. For those of you who may be watching online or maybe you're in the room and you, the roar inside of you starts here. Because when you, the roar, the lion, comes and takes residence. And you made that decision, today's the day. If you're in the room today and you say, man, I want to make that decision for Jesus to come live in my life the roar, the lion of the tribe of Judah, to make him the Lord of my life. If that's you today, can you lift a hand in the air and say, that's me? I want to do that today. If you're watching online, we're going to have a QR code that pops up in the room as well. Fill out some information, and we just want to give you some resources, because the question surely will pop up, now what do I do after I've made this decision? But the Bible says, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, and you will be saved. He comes and takes residence inside of your heart. So if that's you making that decision today, pray with me. Jesus, I repent for living my own way. I decide to take a stand and let you become the Lord of my life, not as a sign of weakness, but a sign of surrender, which actually communicates the strength in me. I surrender to you today, Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross, bridging the gap of relationship that sin caused. You are the Lord of my life today. And from this moment forward, I am moving forward with a roar inside of me. God, I just pray for everyone in the room, everyone watching online. I pray that in the name of Jesus, 
we would tap into the roar inside of us, that we would tap into the lion of the tribe of, G of Judah inside of us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God, that we would be able to recognize who we are, sons and daughters marked by God, and that when we face trials, we may not feel like a giant, but we got a giant God living inside of us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Can we give God a shout of praise today?